0: Hi, thanks for tuning in to the On My Way podcast, the show that puts the beginning of the journey into the life. I'm your host, Parnell the Grape, and on today's episode, I am hanging with the queen of positivity, a Chicago native with the Florida spirit, Kate from Kate's Cravings. How you doing, Kate?
1: I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Wow,
0: what an intro. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's not the the, the biggest intro, but it kind of... Um, gives people an understanding of what's going to happen on the podcast, just a little bit.
1: All right, I can dig it. I loved it. I'm down.
0: Okay, so you are a Chicago native, right? And but grew up in Florida. Am I correct, or is that kind of like a fifty fifty split?
1: No, so I actually did not move to Florida until my junior year of high school. Um, So I grew up kind of northwest suburbs in the Chicagoland area, Um, you know, spent a fair amount of time in various parts of Illinois, but definitely did my bulk of growing up in the Chicagoland area until I was about 16 years old. Um, And then we moved to Jacksonville, Florida.
0: The great city of Jacksonville. Uh,
1: Sure. (laughs) Depends how you look at it. It's
0: getting getting better. It is getting better. Like... It it actually has like places to do out there like nice food spots and the beach is getting better. So, it's not as bad as it was before. Fair
1: enough. Fair
0: enough. So, um officially like what made you start Kate's Cravings? Um
1: so I genuinely um struggle with the vanity aspect of Instagram. And so anybody who has been friends with me, i probably had three or four Instagram accounts um, in the past, like eight years, um, because every so often I end up deleting an account just because I feel like it's so um, me-focused. And I think a lot of us get really me-focused and that's really toxic and it's not always necessarily like a negative thing and a bad thing. It is your highlight reel and how you want the world to see you and your interests. But for me, um, I just kind of got over this idea that like every picture I put up has to, like, I have to look perfect. There's a certain level of like beauty that has to be shown. Um, And it's exhausting essentially. So I kind of took time away from my personal Instagram. And I have always just had a love for food. Um, I think me and food have had a very interesting relationship over the years. And um, there was a time where I was in a relationship and we would just have these days where we would literally start at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. and end at 10 p.m. And we would go eat at, like, four different places, go to different activities, and I started hoarding all these pictures and memories that needed to go somewhere.
0: That sounds um, And
1: so that is really how Kate's Cravings got burst, kind of as this storage um, for all my food memories um, and adventures, and it kind of just grew from there. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, wow. That sounds fun. You said it's from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m.? Of just like going to like different restaurants, now? yes, yes, Kate.
1: Oh, that's oh. it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you said from ten a.m. to what ten p.m. of just like going to different restaurants and just like—is that a date?
1: Yeah. So well, so initially when I start eating a little bit better, um, and taking care of my body, um, I realized that like during the week you can't really eat whatever you want. Saturdays became my just like ultimate cheat day. Like I don't care what it is, I'm eating it. um, And it's just going to be on Saturdays. And so on our dates, we would just take such an explosive look at our city and say, how much can we do in this amount of time and space and how exciting can we make it? So we might start off at brunch at Salazar then get lunch at parlor on seventh, but in between maybe get a drink at nine giant. Um and so you can imagine after two months of doing that in a whole day, I've just got this photo album of fifty plus pictures and experiences. Um kind of needed somewhere to go. So they went to Instagram.
0: And so how has it been since like starting Case Cravings? Like has it been like as you expected or did you not have any expectations going into it you just wanted to see like how fun could it be
1: um i so i will say i had one expectation i had found um that there was a girl in my city of cincinnati that was doing food blogging and someone had written an article about her food blogging and i read it and i was just so inspired by it Um, and so I wasn't necessarily like someone's going to write an article about me, but the thought process of obviously this is a channel that something could grow. And like, I aspire to reach some of those marks that she's hit. So that was kind of the only idea and expectation, but it has been so much cooler than I can have ever like thought of. I mean, I have had the opportunity to, Um, eat at restaurants for free i've had the opportunity to participate in cincinnati um, food events that typically i would either have to pay for or would not even be made aware of Um, and people have been reaching out to me in my email asking me to sample food to come Mm -hmm. to the restaurant to come to their events i even had a really awesome opportunity where i actually got to model for this thing called mock party where they collaborate um just a bunch of creative individuals to create marketing material. Um, And so I got to do some modeling and then I got to do a Kroger event where people from The Bachelor in Paradise was. So it really took on um, a little life of its own. And I didn't know that what I was doing was so fun and cool and that there was actually a group of people and a community that does this and that there's opportunity there so it has been way cooler than i've ever imagined um i will say obviously with the climate we're in right now it's definitely slowed down but it's definitely something that i look forward to continue
0: doing so like how what was the keys to you like i guess it was unintentionally but intentionally networking like how what was the keys for you networking um and showing your personality out there to different individuals Like, you're in a whole different city in Cincinnati, so.
1: So, I will tell you that God is just so good because when Mm -hmm. I tell you that I hate to network and I did very little networking, I am not lying. Um, My boyfriend at the time had introduced me to his friend's sister um, very much in passing, didn't think anything of it. Um, And so, initially, first getting in on the food game, I talk to a friend of mine and we went to an event where we paid for the tickets because we were, you know, it's just so new and so fresh. You're just trying to get your foot in the door. Well, we get there and his friend's sister is there and his friend's sister um, actually works for one of the like kind of like major event companies in Cincinnati. And so immediately I was connected um, in this community of people And it very quickly started to unravel in a way where I didn't really have to um, email people and put my name out there and share my social media. People were coming and finding me. Now, I will say a lot of that does have to do with networking via Instagram, um, knowing which accounts to follow, who's active in your community, really clicking on those hashtags. Um, Finding people who have things in common with you. So a lot of the food bloggers and bloggers in Cincinnati, although a majority are Caucasian, a lot of them are diverse women. Um, And that just is really encouraging for me because they were really quick to help um, just lead me and guide me and make sure that there was always representation in the room. Um, and then there are groups in every city that you should know about. So for Cincinnati, there's a Cincy Coco Bloggers group where it's pretty much all the black girl bloggers in Cincinnati. Um, and so learning about those connections, actually communicating with those people, interacting, um, and also just realizing that networking, I think a lot of people think is one-sided. And so they're always looking for gain. And you have to remember that if you're trying to be successful in your networking, you have to be as equally involved in those people's projects as in, and endeavors as you want them to be in yours. So, truthfully, God just like really opened up a door for me where it like all it took was one person um, to really start helping me make those footprints in the sand, um, and it just took off from there and then as you personally I think as you network more and learn more people you get more confident so going to events I started to be more forward about like hey I'm Kate from Kate's Cravens and they're like oh okay cool or if I'm shopping at a local boutique um, I always say like oh yeah I'll definitely put your clothes on my blog and they'll go oh you blog um, and in one instance the owner of the shop was actually already following me um, and oh, in wow. another, yeah, very, very cool. Um, and in another, um, lady who owns a boutique, essentially she gives me 50% off all of her clothes whenever I shop there. Um, which like is really cool because now I'm feeding into her business more because I'm more likely to participate, um, just in her shop and add to her business and she's getting that free exposure. So, networking really is a back and forth thing, but I really do think there was just like graciously a door wide open for me to step in. Um, And I say all of this very humbly because I'm also extremely aware, like I don't even have 2000 followers. Um, It just happens that what I do is such a niche market and I think even if I had only a 1,000 followers, I would still be having a lot of the same interactions and networking because in a smaller city, a smaller community, um, it's just easier for those types of things to unfold versus if I was doing this in Chicago, downtown, where you have such a large um, group of people and food scenes, if that makes sense.
0: So to me, it sounds like a lot of that is coming from you obviously being able to reach out, but also being someone that people can approach and talk with as well. Like how important is it to be yourself when you're starting a project like Kate's cravings or any other project that you're doing?
1: Um, you know, it's, it's beyond so important. Um, and I'll tell you, even with my Kate's cravings, I took a month off recently. Um, I took a month off and then my account got hacked and I was just spending a lot of time with God and really evaluating who I was. Um, And if you look on my page, a lot of the pictures are mostly food, but the ones that are me, I notice I still have my weave in, I still have extensions, all this stuff. And although that is me, it is an extension of me, I realized I wasn't really showing me, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. like my curly hair, me without makeup, how transparent am I? Who are people assuming that I am? Why do I feel a need to look so assimilated um, for a brand that is directly around food? Um, And so I would argue that it is so important to be yourself, but also to know yourself because you can think you're being yourself and you can think you're being genuine, but you're actually being fake and you're smoothing and you're putting on a facade because you're looking for engagement and that is the exact opposite of what you want to do. You want to make sure you're really true to yourself. You're true to your brand. You want to make sure that if someone from Chicago talks about you, the person in California is going to say the same thing. um, And that there's not going to be a divide in who you are and who your market is. So I would argue that it's just like so, so, so important um because i even feel like in a way i'm rebranding myself a little bit to be more authentic in that way.
0: Okay. And so with Kate Craving, we can follow we can obviously find that online at katescravings.com, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. When okay, when you reach out to or have you ever reached out to somebody else when it comes to Kate Craving or do they just they've been coming more to you instead?
1: So, no, sorry about that. Um, so, most people at this time have come to me, um, and I've actually turned down some offers that I have gotten when people have reached out to me. However, I have been advised um, that there will be a time where I need to start reaching out and having brand packages um, and just what I can do for their company, essentially, So at this point, I have not been super proactive. And part of that is because Kate's Cravings really did start as something that is fun and that I love to do in my free time. And so when people reach out to me, it gives me an allotted amount of time to respond, whether I really want to take on that project. I have a lot of freedom, right, when someone contacts me. However, if I'm contacting a company and they latch on, then I need to be 200% in because I marketed myself to that company and now they're all in. So for me, that's a little bit of a stressor to think about, okay, I'm still working my nine to five. Now I have to produce what I'm asking these people to participate in with me. Um, And so I struggle with that a little bit. And I think if I'm going to start doing that, then I really have to change my mindset as to what I'm going to do full-time or if this is going to grow even bigger and who those outlets are that I would even be reaching out to because we also have to remember that what we advertise really speaks about us. So I don't know if that would be like more home and breakfast and, you know, like modern living would it like it probably wouldn't be a lot of like bar scene and cocktail because I don't really want to carry that image with me? Um, but like I really love pizza, so would it be reaching out to pizza companies, you know? And so that it, you know, it takes a lot to build around who are you, who is your brand, etc. And so if you're gonna latch onto a company and reach out, you really want to be thoughtful in that. Um, that being said, I will also say that being a part of the Cocoa Bloggers um, group there's an awesome girl on there who has created marketing packets. So you can take a sample marketing packet and make yours to submit to companies. And so that's where networking is really cool because if that's something that I want to do in the future, I have resources from other black bloggers to help me in that fashion.
0: Oh man, that sounds so cool. Uh,
1: (laughs) It's super cool. Um, people trying to achieve and do things out of the box and seeing those people often um now i will say i don't feel like a lot of the blogger um and influencer people are my friends because a lot of times it feels like a business transaction Mm -hmm. however it's still really cool to have those resources and have those people that i can ask those questions um if that's something i decide to pursue
0: okay um so one thing like when i first met you you've always been when i first met you and even now you've always been a very positive positive person to the point where um i've i kind of got a nickname Pinky because every time i see you it's just like a ray of pink and positive i don't know like when <laughs> i see positivity i think of pink don't know why and then i see that in you um where hey. does that <laughs> Where does that positivity come from? Because I don't—I don't think I've ever seen you not smile or laugh or have a good time or enjoy yourself. I—I I, I don't know if that's—I don't know. Like, where does that come from? Like, how do you get that, and how do you keep it?
1: Uh, to be—I mean, I want to be really transparent here. So, like, I have bad days. Really, um, I am—I—I I am not really okay with people seeing my bad days, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Most of my close friends um, will tell you that Kate, she messed up, she's working through stuff, Um, she's sad, there's things she wants that she doesn't have yet. Um, Now, I will say what a lot of the world and what most of my friends see is me combating that in daily life. Um, And that just comes back to having a relationship with God As well as a relationship with parents who continually tell you, if this is the worst thing to happen to you, then you will be okay. Like, there is something always to smile about. And so there's definitely a balance somewhere in there. Um, I am most of the time a naturally happy person a naturally positive person. If you ask the students that I work with, they would tell you how irritated they get because I'm always (laughs) trying to flip the situation. And I'm like, hey, it really could be worse. Hey, it could be this. Um, But I do definitely um, carry the weight that I think a lot of people do, but I think we're trained to make sure that the face that people see um, is most often like probably my most authentic self. I don't think my sadness is my most authentic self. I really enjoy being happy. I really enjoy um, engaging with people. And I really do come from a background of people who know that if, if this is as bad as it gets, then you're okay. Um, and even in this climate, you have a lot of people like, this is terrible, Corona, this and that. And I'm like, if you can go home and watch Netflix, you're okay, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, like there's so much positivity and light in a lot of dark situations. And you have to be able to weed through that. And for me, as someone who stands on the word, God said, count joy at all times, all times, not sometimes, not when you feel like it, but all times. So if you can train yourself to really understand that and immerse yourself in it, the nine times I'm 10. You will feel a lot of joy. Um, and a big part of that, too, is just knowing how to manage your feelings. If you got to have a breakdown, have a breakdown. Don't hold it in, because now you're the person walking around with the attitude all the time, you know? Like, I know when I need to pull back and when I need to have my breakdowns and when I need to step away so that I can actually interact with people and I can have all of this joy and positivity, um, but it's... Just, it's a mindset. That, so that's where it comes from. I guess it was, it was taught to me. It was ingrained in me. And then it was made concrete with the word of God and then really put into practice. And so constant, constant learning process to stay positive and fun, I guess.
0: <laughs> okay. And. So what is the future of Kate's cravings? Like, what do you see it as? Do you have an idea what you think is going to, like, you want to get to? Or are you just, like, going with the flow and seeing where it leads you to?
1: I am definitely going with the flow. Um, I have had the opportunity to talk with a, and actually be in an event with these two girls um, that are food bloggers, and they have, like, 25,000 followers. I mean, It's amazing. Um, But they have been doing this for literally almost four years at this point. And my Instagram account is not even a year old. Um, And they've been doing this for four years, but they've also extensively traveled. So I know that in order for my food page to grow, there has to be diversity both in food and in location. Um, And that's what's really going to gather that bigger audience because the Cincinnati audience is just that. It's just Cincinnati they're going to eat at those places, they're hearing about those places, you know, at some point it'll lose a little bit of a zeal. And so in order to keep the page thriving, there has to be travel, there has to be exposure, there has to be new mediums, Um, there has to be new people, and new reasons to follow. And so right now I really am going with the flow. But what I would like to do is start doing some really interactive workshops with chefs and doing live videos where I'm like, hey, I'm going behind the scenes with so-and-so at so-and-so restaurant. Today he's going to teach me to cook this. Um, And that's going to add that extra flair and that extra fun and people will be able to learn how to make things while also seeing me in a different environment instead of just a picture of food. Um, Because the reality of it is, anybody can do that and so the you have to kind of talk so what am i doing that's different and so for me i know that that is exposure diversity travel and more human interaction
0: oh that's gonna be cool just just to see and watch um and
1: yeah wait on it it could be a while
0: (laughs) (laughs) i I mean i'm look i follow the page so i i follow the page i follow the i think i follow the old um IG pay that you had as well. I don't know if it's still up it's or not. But, it's um, gone now. It's gone. Well, I don't actually, I think, even though it's deleted, your name stays up there. I just think it doesn't. Yeah, desert.
1: apparently that's a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was like, okay, I don't know if she's using this or not, but uh, <laughs> I'm not going to unfollow. <laughs> but, uh, so your yeah, your ghost page might still be gaining some followers, just saying. Um, that is hysterical. <laughs> So what's the like the best place you've eaten at so far? I've seen you've been in Jacksonville as well for that, and I've seen you have Cincinnati as well. So what's like the best place you've had so far, and what's the best food you've had? So you can have the ambiance of one place, but you may have had better food at another place.
1: Oh, gosh. That's a really tough question. Um, so for me, I feel like I can't really answer that because I am a category person so like you'd have to ask me like what's the best pizza i've eaten because sometimes like pizza and indian food aren't comparable so to say that one place is better than the other um you know what i mean would cause like a risk of my thought process i think probably one of the best food experiences i have ever had is easily this location in covington kentucky and it is called parlor on sevens and i will frame this with No, I did not pay for the food, but when I tell you the hospitality of the people there, the environment. um, Currently at this time, I do not eat any meat except for fish for the most part, and I ate all of the meat dishes. Oh (laughs) wait, I mean it was fantastic it was very gastropub pub style which is going to be kind of your like elevated bar food um with just like a more of a sophisticated touch on it they gave a story for every single dish I mean it was just like an enchanting experience Um, that I feel like I'll never really forget. And every time you thought you were on your last plate, they brought you something else to eat. Um, And there was just nothing like it. It was was a very surreal moment for me. um, And I got to enjoy it while meeting new people. So there were about like 20 people there and everybody was allowed to bring a guest. So I got to meet a food blogger from um, London that was living up there, some food bloggers that actually lived in my neighborhood, um, some that grew up in Cincinnati, some that didn't. And so just the whole mood of that situation has just easily probably made that one of my favorite, favorite places to eat. And I have gone back multiple times. <laughs>
0: so that's pretty so, good that they, they got themselves yes. a consistent fan.
1: Yes. Um, and then for me, really, I have learned that my favorite food is probably pizza, tacos, and breakfast food. So if I go places that are not serving those things, um, the food can still be really good. The food can still be immaculate, but it doesn't hit home um, necessarily the same way. And that's what's a little hard about food blogging, because food is very subjective. Mm -hmm. So... You know, like your taste, palettes are different. What did you grow up on? How did your mom cook something? How did your dad cook something? Are you having a good day? Are you having a bad day? If you don't like the person you're eating with, you are nine times more likely not to like the food, even if it's good food. And so, you know, you run into these situations where you're like, what is the best food? Um, I will say hands down for me, my favorite place to eat, I can never go wrong in Cincinnati, is Goodfellas. It is New York style pizza. They sell it by the slice. You can go in, get two slices, you can leave. It is one of my absolute favorite places. Um, And above the pizzeria in the bottom, upstairs, is an entire like cocktail and bar lounge. Um, And it's just just easily one of my favorite places. It can be either fancy or very casual. Um, But for me, I'm like, I just want my pizza.
0: And (laughs) I'm
1: like, (laughs) move on um so that's probably it for me but i will say being here in jacksonville if you have not had domu then you are doing yourself a disservice 100 percent. what side of town Um, is that on so domu i believe is at the town center and then there's one in the there's one in orlando but they are like a ramen specialty place and it is delicious i mean so good and i would argue that finding good ramen is somewhat difficult Hmm. so that like in jacksonville that's probably some of the best food i had but then if you ask me like kind of on the way to key west i had some peruvian food that was just not comparable you asked me the wrong question here (laughs) (laughs) like ceviche is just delicious like, it's
0: fresh, it's cold, you can get, uh it's amazing. I like a lot of food, if you can tell. <laughs> so, okay, so in Pensacola, um, there's about, I don't know, since you've left, they've kind of upped the game on this food thing here. Um, well, two restaurants have. Uh, there is this one place called El Asador, which is the number four taco stand in America uh it is freaking ridiculous every day the food is like it's made fresh the line is wrapped around so i don't know you remember on davis highway right the yeah you see mcdonald's yeah that yeah that food truck yeah it's number 4 now um and gosh their food is amazing uh and then there's another place called lillos it's a tuscan grill um it's in Gulf breeze but Look, I look, it's like an old school Italian restaurant where they make all the food from scratch. I took my girl and her family out there. Um and look, my girl when, it, when we pulled up, it it's inside of a a hotel. So, and the hotel doesn't look too great. So, when we go into the hotel, my girl's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you brought them here. Like, this is not going to be great." And then we go inside the place itself. It is actually on the water of the bay so it's on the water of the bay and it's at the exact spot where the sun sets and so the time period that we came in there the sun was just setting so and we sat so close to the like the screen like it's like a we're on the back patio but the back patio is screened in so you know no flies no bugs but the patio was like the windows were perfectly clear and it has like a little beach walkway into the water as well and so let me tell you i got all the brownie points that day for that like i paid for the entire meal but the sunset and was beautiful like it touched the water and it just oh man But I'm, do
1: you see how you could probably have equally as good food in a less vibrant environment and you would not have that same memory and,
0: and the thing is like that experience like i've been back again and that experience that first experience made the difference on on everything because i've had better italian food i'm not saying their food's not good but i've had better italian food yep. but like i went when it was super busy and they were still attentive when i you know took our family and then i went another time when there was no one in there just me and my girl and again like the same type of experience like the sun wasn't setting but the time period where we went it was still a beautiful beautiful time and beautiful experience. So I think like you're right with when the food experience can make the difference. If you keep a customer or like keep a customer or you lose a customer.
1: Yep. No, 100%. And I will say even casino beach bar and grill right there on the beach. um, I wouldn't like, I would not tell anybody their food is spectacular, but the experience you get of just sitting right off of the water, like, the just super blue sky going into the sunset, like the beach waves. Sometimes there's live music. It just creates such an experience that like, it almost makes the food taste better, which is one thing I will say in Cincinnati, going back to the Midwest, that Florida beach food, just eating by the water experience is so uncomparable to Anything like when we went to Key West, I mean, eating on the water was just it was like a whole experience. <laughs> it's like a
0: it's like you're obviously <laughs> you're like you're like on vacation, but like it's kind of like you feel like you're at peace. I, that's exactly. that's that's what I get from it.
1: Oh, 100%. And I feel that way about Florida live beach music, just. Like hearing the tunes in the back, it's very like soft, it's light, like it just you feel so like free. It's a very like good feeling. I will say though, Union Public House in Pensacola is probably one of my favorite places to eat. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah, I <laughs> Union Public House. It is. I will say it's on the pricier side, but I mean just delicious.
0: <laughs> you know the funny part is like. Going back to that building, Union, the interesting part about Union was I was like, man, if you think about three years before this place opened, like, it was a club. Crazy. Yeah. It, it, insane. Um, And so, okay, we're getting closer to the end of the podcast, but uh, what creative things have you been doing around the house since, you know, the Rona epidemic, pandemic has launched or came out?
1: um for one, just mostly getting creative with my students, um, really working on what are those virtual ways that I can creatively talk to them um, and get them engaged. So whether that's creating like graphic design, like kind of quotations, info on social media, um, I'm still designing their signing day shirt. Um, so doing stuff like that really keeps the juices flowing. I have also been very very into my hair these last few weeks because there's no time like the present to get the curly hair routine down um so i've been playing with different concoctions conditioners um something that amaya told me would call the cherry lola on my hair different she's, hairstyles she's told um, my girl the same thing. yes um and it's amazing i'm having a great hair today hair day today <laughs> if anybody cares um, and then, actually, some art projects. Oh, and also with food. So, if you look at my page, a lot of it is restaurant food, but a lot of this food um, I am also making. So, the cloud coffee, um, the wraps, I do content creation for a few wine companies. They send me free wine um, and I create content for them essentially, and then advertise their wine. So, those are all photos that I get to creatively. Um, make and produce, if that makes sense. And then there are little art projects here and there um, that I've been doing. I'm looking forward to knitting an entire blanket. Um, I myself have moved a little bit away from, like, the traditional, like, painting and drawing, which a lot of people encourage me to do. Um, But it's not really where my attention is. Um, I've been, like, very experimental in the kitchen So in the next few days, I'm trying to make, like, rainbow churros and rainbow pancakes. Um, And then the other day, I made beet and turmeric pancakes. So they're really cute. They kind of look pink and orange, um, which is fun. And so I'm kind of allowing my creative side to just, like, come out in various different areas while I have time to kind of just explore but I'm not finding a lot of joy in sitting down and doing one project for five
0: hours, so. <laughs> is, I got you on that one. <laughs> yeah,
1: that is not the
0: meat. Okay, and uh, my last thing is you said you are, you do not eat meat except fish. Nick. When did you make that decision to go down the that route of healthy eating?
1: So I, um, so I will say my body is always fluctuated. I will be someone that always has to work to be in shape, point blank, period. Some people have, like, this different DNA. That is my DNA. Um, and so after um, dating the person I was in a relationship with for a while, um, we were still dating at the time, but I just had this, you know, you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I'm looking – looking kind of thick and I just and I and these were some moments where I was also feeling sad my relationship with God was not as strong Um, I felt a little bit like I was floating through life I was kind of just working um, and that was about it I didn't feel really passionate about anything for like five months Um, and it was a very difficult five months for me so as I started going back to church really immersing myself in the word finding things that I'm excited about, going to meetups and whatnot, um, I started to just have an understanding that our body is a temple. And no, you don't necessarily need to be working out seven hours a day and be chiseled, but we live for a creator that wants us to live long enough, not only to like share his gospel, but to be purposeful. And If your body is so damaged that you can't fulfill your purpose, then there's a problem. And so that's what I started to really resonate with. And so then I started to combine that um, injunction with food essentially. And so I'm like, what am I doing or what am I eating or what are my habits that's causing me to feel slothful that doesn't really want to wake up in the morning. I'm not that excited about life right now. Like what is it? Um, And so my sister and my dad are actually more like they're like actual vegans, like, probably stick to it a lot more than I do but I just saw a change in their life and their productivity and I was like okay I'm gonna give it a shot and so that was last March or April and so while I have eaten meat here or there like if I want to try something obviously I'm doing a food thing I try and be really realistic like I'm gonna taste the red tip at some point (laughs) Um, I just am Um, So if I want to try something, I'll take a bite. Um, I won't necessarily deny myself, but I just, like, I don't need it. And um, watching, like, what red meat really does um, to your body and then not realizing that we don't really know what the food we're eating is eating. Mm. Um, So, yeah, and that's a really scary thought if you think about it because you're putting in your body everything that they put in their body. And so... If you're not the type of person to do the research and buy the, like, more expensive brands or things that are literally from farm to table, then for me, I was like, okay, I'll just cut it out. Um, and so I'm working on doing that with fish uh, because fish is equally as we don't really know what goes into their body before we put it into our own. Um, it's just the last thing that I'm struggling to give up because the girl loves shrimp and lobster and crab. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the Florida part of you.
1: Of you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very difficult for me to relinquish that, um, but I really just had a overall mental health moment where I'm like, w- you have to be able to fulfill your purpose, and if you're doing it in slothfulness, then something has to change. Um, and so I made those changes, and to be honest, I don't miss me. I really, really don't. I don't think about it. I don't process it. Um, like, it's just one of those things that, like, we just
0: don't do anymore. So, oh, man. that's cool. <laughs> like, there's a lot of empowerment, empowerment here on this podcast today.
1: Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, what, well, I think we all need that sometimes,
0: so. Most definitely. Uh, I remember I had Niger on. He was just all positive empowerment, like, Man, Niger was just he was, a, he, was a, he was a beast on here.
1: <laughs> he's so awesome. He's honestly so cool. Um and I would say he's pretty self-aware, which I think is the other part of it too, like most people don't change because they're not self-aware, and I think you got to start getting really self-aware.
0: And self-awareness doesn't mean that you have to be mean or anything like that, right? It's just or is no. it? No. Cool? Okay. Does it just it just kind of like a to-
1: You just have to know what your. So, you ever have that friend that's like, oh my gosh, I'm just so fat. But then never does anything about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because they're really not aware of what they need um, and what they're saying and who they're projecting themselves to be to others. Um, And so they're saying something different than what they're actually feeling. And so they're actually feeling sadness, they're feeling alone, they're feeling rejection, they're not feeling successful. And if those things were mended, then they would lose the weight.
0: Oh, man, I never, I never even looked at it that way.
1: But, and so, And I'm like, and that's what being self-aware is about. And that's what I had to do for me. I was like, okay, what is the actual root of the problem? Like, what <laughs> what is the true problem? You got to know yourself. Who am I? What's the problem? What are we dealing with? And why are you aiding it in this way? And then once I started to gradually get to a better place of spiritual maturity, relationship-wise, work-wise, doing the food blogging has been so therapeutic for me. It's really changed my perspective on food. So I'm not looking for food to comfort me emotionally anymore. I'm using it for fun activities and for fuel. And that will you know, it'll change because people also look at my food blog and be like, how are you not fat? And I'm like, you have, you know, you have to know your balance. You have to know when to eat certain things. And you just got to be self-aware. So, you know, we're probably over time here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, that actually concludes the on my way podcast with Kate from Kate's cravings. Um, Kate, where can, again, Reiterate, where can we find Kate's Cravings and where can they follow, subscribe, read up on, get hungry yes. off of looking at your page?
1: Yes. So y'all can follow me at Kate's Cravings and that's Kate, and Cravings with a K and my website is literally Kate's dot com. So it is super easy to find me. Um, My email is on my social media, so if people are looking to collaborate, find me on Instagram. Instagram is the only place I am besides the web. I do not have a TikTok. Don't ask me. (laughs) (laughs) It is not there. I don't care. Facebook is really for my family, and, you know, Snapchat is a premium package. So (laughs) Instagram and com, so that is where you can find me
0: for sure alright and uh, they, again thank you so much for jumping on the On My Way podcast We, well I truly appreciate it I appreciate the words and the, the, the experience I've had with you on the podcast and so um, we are out